listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, everybody? John and Pemby here with James Grande. This is the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast recording here on Thursday evening for Friday's 11-game main slate. I'll be the guy on the playbook bringing you all the information, breaking it down for you all, hopefully getting uh, some more money on your, in your wallet. Because, uh, James, this is a Black Friday slate. You know, I don't know if those people are listening right now, but Fantasy Alarm has a tremendous Black Friday deal going on. It is one payment till 2023. You get all access, both seasonal and content for all sports as part of the Fantasy Alarm package. Obviously, NBA is included in that. MLB is coming up, NHL, the rest of the NFL season, MMA, PGA, NASCAR. If you're into esports or not into esports and want to try it out, those guys kill it. You have access to that as well. WNBA, all of the college sports for basketball and for football as that season closes out. So this is the Black Friday slate, and we have a nice Black Friday promotion going on right now. Facealarm.com slash Black Friday. Definitely got to check it out and get in on that because there's uh, no better time to start winning than now. There. Yeah, damn. We cover a lot of gosh dang sports. I don't even think you mentioned EPL no, it's, either. It's like 13 or 14 different sports. And you have that for a crazy discount all the way until 2023. So there's really just uh, not a better offer on the market right now. And we're just killing it across the board, uh, including a nice little GPP hit the other night from one of our subs. And as we head into Black Friday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's just jump into it here. Like I said, we got 11 games. Uh, Everybody had the day off for for Thanksgiving. So hopefully they, they all got rested up. They didn't eat too much turkey and they're ready to go because it is a big slate here in I don't really anticipate too much trouble here with guys sitting or being rested out of the blue at the very least. But we do have some guys with injury news that were obviously sort of four uh, as we kind of run it down. Nikola Jokic here is listed as questionable still with his wrist injury. Uh, he did not play the other day due to the same injury. So it's something that we're watching for here. LeBron James is questionable with an abdominal injury, yeah, uh, yeah, probably he's, from he's... crying to the refs too much, getting fancy kicked out of the game well uh, well to be fair did you hear why he no i didn't is it... yeah it's pretty bad so okay. if that fan did say what he claims she did she deserved it uh i heard i just saw i saw la karen trending on twitter so <laughs> I, I found that comical in, in a sense there so but yeah obviously if there, there's no place for anything like that, if in fact she was being a little obscene with comments being made there. So LeBron is, is questionable with an abdominal. Trey Young is probable. Jalen Brown is questionable with conditioning. Obviously, he's coming back from COVID. He's been limited in the two games since returning there. Sorry, not COVID, hamstring. He had COVID earlier in the year. He's got a hamstring issue now. Been limited in the two games since his return. So something to pay attention to for that one. SGA already ruled out against the Carmelo. Sorry, Cole Anthony is questionable with the ankle injury that has cost him each of the last two slates there og is questionable with the hip we thought maybe he would have played the other day did not it was still ruled out so watching the return of ananobi here going up against the pacers rashawn holmes is questionable with an eye injury we'll see exactly what happens for his status there going up against the lakers harrison barnes is questionable with a foot injury against the lakers so again more 
uh, injuries going on there with Sacramento. Robert Williams is uh, not going to play against the Spurs. He was ruled out the other night against Brooklyn as well. Rob Will not going to play against San Antonio. Pat Beverly, sadly, injured the other night, played just five minutes, already ruled for Friday's game here against Charlotte, taking off a, a nice little value guard off the slate for us here. Mason Plumley is currently listed as questionable with a strained calf. Devin Vassell is questionable with a quad injury. Bogdan Bogdanovich is questionable with a hamstring. I feel like he's been questionable now for a handful yep. of slates. Derek Rose, questionable with an ankle, did not play the other. Let's see, James, am I missing anybody else that's uh, standing out there? Mitchell Robinson is questionable with concussion. Ken Birch is out. Ken Birch is out as well. Melton is questionable. Terrence Ross is questionable to play. Uh, he did not play the other day as well. Doug McDermott is questionable to play. McDermott did not play the other day. Also, uh, Richardson, I think, question not expected to play. Okay, that's what I thought. It says questionable, but Josh Richardson not going to play there also. I think that's all the injuries. It's 11 games, so a lot of players are just rattled off there. But... That's, that's all. Yeah, that's all. Only 30 of them. Yeah, only 30 guys. <laughs> I think it could have been worse, right? Probably could have been worse. All right, so... Let's kick it off then. Let's go to the point guard spot. Looking at DraftKings right now, I'll open up some FanDuel in Yahoo also so we can do some little price comparisons here. See if we can maybe find value on one versus the other. But we have Steph Curry as the top price play over on DraftKings here. He is priced out at 11.4. Russell Westbrook is $11,000. LaMelo Ball Ten thousand three hundred. Those are three guys above ten k. Over on Fanduel, Steph Curry is ten five, but then Westbrook is just nine nine. Lamelo's nine three. Dejounte is nine seven. Whereas on uh, DraftKings, Dejounte Murray is nine four. So James, kind of again, kind of the same core we've had in the uh, slate prior on Wednesday to the when it comes to the top price guys to spend up on at the spot position. Yeah, I think Curry's a little too expensive for me on DraftKings. I think he's okay on FanDuel. I'm not paying that price for Westbrook unless LeBron is out, which I don't expect him to be. I think LaMelo in a good spot here with no Patrick Beverly, avoids the Beverly defense. I mean, that Orlando game, he tried the reverse dunk. I don't know if you saw that, but he tried to bounce a dunk to himself. He missed, and then they benched him for the rest of the game. So I think he learned his lesson there. Should be good to go. And John, I tweeted on... Friday, Thanksgiving has me all thrown off. I tweeted on Wednesday, and I said, I couldn't imagine a world where DeJounte Murray under 10K isn't the first person in every one of my lineups. And that holds true once again, because DeJounte Murray once again went for 54 fantasy points, which he's seemingly doing every single night. He's done it four of his last five. He's put up 54 and the price has gone down $200. So I will once again be rostering him. Truthfully, I know Mark Smart can be a good defender and Jalen Brown's back and he could probably create a few issues for him. I don't care right now. Like, Deshante's doing it all. He's a triple-double threat every single evening. He's very good defensively. He has two steals per game. He's my favorite point guard over 9K. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll run that with you as well. On FanDuel, would you rather John Morant at 9K or Deshante at 9.7? That's a tough one. Yeah, it's a really good spot. I think they're both... Like, if you don't want to spend all the way up, I still lean, I guess the upside, I still lean. Jante? 
I think he's just doing more right now. And Memphis got Dylan Brooks back. And, like, he takes right. away usage from John Moran. But I think they're both in tremendous spots. You could probably play them both. and if you Or if you need the $700, play, play Moran. But I still lean DeJounte. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not. I think that's probably still a strong play. I just, the, the 9K price tag, obviously, a little right. bit of, uh, appealing there as well. Uh, FanDuel Lillard is priced at 8800 Sub-9K Oof. Lillard, I know, is a guy that we tend to take a peek at there. Chris Paul is 85 on FanDuel. Trey Young is $8,700 on FanDuel. Uh, Trey Young's 893 on draft. That's interesting. Yeah, you're, yeah, under 9K Trey Young against Memphis on FanDuel. Yeah. That's a good one. 47 and 61 the last two games on DraftKings, and now he's that cheap. Yeah, Lillard under 9K is really good against Gold State. Even though they have a good defense, he's really heating up. And then definitely Trey Young under 9K against Memphis. I mean, these are two of the worst defensive units in basketball. And that's probably why, like, you did ask the question about Moran. It's like, well, Atlanta's bad defensively too. So I think a lot of people are going to live in the Murray, Morant, Trey Young lanes for Friday sleep. Yep, I, I think that's probably a good thing. If you're spending up, you're going to land in that mm-hmm. range as well. In the mid-tier, again, I mentioned Chris Paul. He's probably fine for cash against the Knicks. Van Vliet against the Pacers, $8,100. He, he had a good game the other day, 48 fantasy points against Memphis. Again, Memphis, not a good defensive team. Pacers, Pacers actually aren't, record-wise, they haven't been very good this year. I don't know if that is because they're just not a good team or or what, because they have good players, right? Like on paper, right. you'll, they have name value, but they haven't been a great team this year. But Van Vliet's at $8,100. Brogdon is 75 against Toronto. He went for 44 fantasy points the other day. He had 33 fantasy points in just 21 minutes against Toronto earlier this year. Now, that's a really good number, number for Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, it's a good it's a good. It's a good uh, number. The pace of this game is a little worrisome. It's going to be slow. Toronto, I think, is dead. Last time I looked, Toronto is 28th in pace. Indiana, 22nd. So I just, I would definitely worry about the pace here. Um, only a 211 total, but yeah, it's a good price for Brogdon, regardless of the pace or not. Moving into the next tier, anybody jump off the page to you? Anybody that you find a more appealing than... I mean, Lonzo... Is okay going up against the Magic. I don't love it, don't hate it. I think he looked really good with in Vucevic's return. 42 fantasy points, so I think you can go there. Halliburton against the Lakers. Decent cash game play. Who else? Yeah, there's there's really not a lot for me. I guess that's where I'm struggling a bit. If Jalen Brown continues to be limited. Marcus Smart against Brooklyn the other yeah. day at 42. Yep. Yeah, I know he struggled against Houston, but it was a blowout. He only played 28 minutes. I'm not going to hold that against him. If Brown doesn't play at all, I think Smart at 5,400 is probably a fine play over on DraftKings. Uh, on FanDuel, I think Smart is actually priced up a little bit more. He is 56, so uh, he's actually a little bit of a better value. He was over 6K on FanDuel, but now he's dropped down to 5,600. Maybe you take a peek at Marcus Smart here. It was a Jalen Suggs game the other day. It wasn't an R.J. Hampton. Cole yep. Anthony, if he doesn't play... I know it's Chicago, but do you have a lean on either of these Magic guards? Very hard. One of them's probably getting Caruso, right? So. Yeah, and Lonzo's a, Lonzo's a pretty good defender in his own. So I don't think we need to go there. Like, if Rose doesn't play, we could just play quickly for cheap. 42, Even though they're going to make us sweat out quickly for three they're, quarters. They're going to make us sweat out quickly for, for three quarters. But as long as he has another fourth quarter like he did last time, it's not really going to matter. But uh, no, for real, I do think Thibodeau probably saw it 
in the last game that they played, like, wow, if I keep this guy on the floor, good thing. And they were able to close out the Lakers with him on the court. So quickly should be in line for another 20 plus minutes with Rose off the floor. So that would probably be my top value. Shooting guard. Uh, again, we talk about Jalen Brown, Bradley Beal, guys that you can go to if they're maybe not Jalen Brown, unless there's obviously a minute. Yeah, no, on. not Jalen. Yeah, no Jalen Brown. unless. Uh, there's but maybe Bradley Beal against the Thunder could be a spot to take a look at. I mean, again, I know it's, it's tough. They got blown out by the Pelicans the other day, which is kind of surprising. <laughs> he was 11 of 20 shooting. He only played 28 minutes, though. He's 9,100, which is the cheapest we've seen him all season, pretty much. So the price is coming down on Beal. Maybe just cash games? Yeah, probably just cash. I think it's a little too rich for my... T- I don't really like this. I think we've been saying this a lot about the top of shooting guard. Yeah. But I think, like... Devin Booker, this would actually be a good spot for Booker. He gets the Knicks. He gets Evan Fournier. The Knicks struggle in that front court or the backcourt to defend. So I think Booker would probably be the only guy for me over AK that I'd have any interest in. Yeah, I, I play Anthony Edwards against the Pelicans, and he struggles and goes to 36 actual, sorry, 36 <laughs> fantasy points. And then the next night against Miami of all teams, he goes for almost 70 fantasy points. That said, DraftKings only bumped up 100 bucks to $7,500. He's going to be um, very popular. Yeah, Anthony Edwards on FanDuel is 7,900. It's sure it's a little bit of a chase with points here, of course, but Charlotte is, is the matchup for him. I definitely like some Anthony Edwards in this spot as well. Trying to think where else we want to go here. No SGA, even Giddy. in this tough spot against Washington. All right, Giddy is Giddy <laughs> keeps on rolling. And James, they lowered him 100 bucks. He was $6,600 <laughs> against Utah. Now he's 65 against the Wizards. He's Look, they also took away his point guard eligibility. I don't they know. also took it. Uh, true. He's scoring, man. It's like he wasn't for five games. If you look at his last 10 games, just like look up and down his box score for five games, he wasn't scoring. And two of the five, he gives us 30 fancy points. The last five games, he scored in double figures and all five, he's given us 30 fancy or 30. Yeah. 30 plus fancy points. So um, including 38 and 40 the last two. So I do think Giddy's in play. It is a tough matchup. Where's Washington rate and pace? Yeah, they're slow this year. They were first last year, 21st this year. So like, yeah, they've slowed it down and they started playing defense. Mm-hmm. Then they started playing defense. So it's like not the best matchup, but like he's Giddy's been kind of just exploiting bad matchups to begin with. Three of his last five games have been against Utah, Boston, and Milwaukee. Not exactly the best or the worst defensive teams in the league. So, yeah, if you want to go there, uh, by all means. Have you seen what Scary Terry's done the last two games? I just, I mean, it's so frustrating. He was, so he's, first of all, he was $6,300 against Orlando and he went for 53 fantasy points. Now he's 6K. So they dropped him $300. They had a full day to fix that. Yeah. This is the cheapest price that he has been in 10 games. He was also $6,000 against the Wizards when he went for 48 fantasy points two nights ago, which included 32 actual. Now he's home against Minnesota. And again, he hasn't been lower than 6K in 10 games. So this is the cheapest we're getting him at and a bit here. He's a streaky player, man. He Mm -hmm. gets hot and he scores in bunches. The dude can can be a bucket when he gets GPP only, of course. But I mean, at 6K, he's giving you... 30 actual point upside in the, in the last two games. I mean, we know he can give you some defense. I kind of I kind of want to roll with it here. Yeah, and it's, I mean, as well as anybody, considering he started his career with the Celtics, that when he gets hot, like you said, he's very streaky. And 22 and a half game total yep. as well. 
Yeah, and no Pat Bev on the flip side to like ever slow him down. So right. he'll be seeing D'Angelo Russell and maybe Anthony Edwards. I know they had maybe Anthony Edwards. So yeah, it's a GPP play like you mentioned, but one that's very viable in a very appealing game. Yeah, OG didn't play the other night, so of course Gary Trent goes for 36. <laughs> and hey, guess what? They lowered his pr- everybody's lowered coming out of Thanksgiving. Maybe this was the, the draft, the, the Black Friday discount. I was that, gonna say uh, the Black Friday discount. Yep. Yeah, exactly. they're just lowering everybody a couple hundred bucks. So if OG's out again, I definitely am running back to the Gary Trent. Well, um, I like Buddy Heald again, fifty-eight hundred dollars, thirty minutes in back-to-back games. 5 of 11 from three in both of those two games. 36 and 30 fantasy points, 5,800. The Lakers are not a good defensive unit. A healed, certainly a guy that's in play. I think this next little tier is pretty interesting. Healed is definitely in play for Toronto. Desmond Bain has been really good, even with Dylan Brooks. I mean, he scored 20 plus actual in three straight games. He's making everything. I mean, will that continue? I don't know. He's shooting 50% from three over his last five games. But he's been really good regardless. You mentioned Smart, but he's here at 54. NAW came off the bench, John. I don't know if you saw that, but he looked good off the bench. And now his price is really low. Tournaments. I, I don't know why he's 52 with no SGA, but here we are. Coming off 38 fantasy points, 27 actual. Again, you've said it all year that Washington's a good defensive team, but... Why wouldn't we take a stab at Dort? He just went for 38 against Utah. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I I agree. I, I think that is, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think that is a good call there. Anybody else that you're taking a look at as we go lower? I mean, if there's no Rose, Fournier again, 42 minutes. Will it be contingent if he makes shots? Possibly. But, you know, hard to pass up that shot-making ability if they start to fall. Kevin Porter, only 25 minutes last game, but that game got out of hand quickly in the fourth quarter, and he just didn't come back in the game. 20 fantasy points for the fourth straight game. Alec Burks, I think. Yeah, definitely Burks, if Rose is out for sure. I mean, even when Rose is playing, Burks was starting to get more run. Yeah, I think Debs just trusts the guy, and he really can fill it up in every category. So I think Alec Burks is in play. Did we um, mention Jordan Clarkson? Sorry, did I miss that or not? Did not mention Jordan Clarkson. So that's it. So this is a this is the classic blowout narrative play with Jordan Clarkson. It's a 12 point spread in this one, Utah against New Orleans. So it could be a spot where Clarkson gets late run, second unit run, uh, gets a bad you know Pelicans defense, and, and gives you 35 fantasy points. It's something he's very capable of doing in these game throw in these game flows. Okay, I actually I don't hate that at all. Actually, I, I do think this is one of those tournament darts that could potentially be a darling and I, I talk about a darling probably chalky but Malik Beasley played 38 minutes the other night John yeah. when Beverly went down he is you talked about streaky shooters earlier I mean this is his name is next to the streaky shooter in the like right next in the dictionary so but 40 fantasy points like he made 20 29 actual points he hit five threes like that's what he's capable of and it's Charlotte so I think he is definitely a very 3900 I think you almost yeah. have you almost have to play him right yeah especially if you I mean, he played 39 minutes, so I fully expect him to start. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Either way. He's finishing. He's finished. He's playing a lot of minutes. And he's yeah. Small forward. Again, we have LBJ at the top here against Sacramento. Tatum against San Antonio. Only if Jalen Brown is out, do we take a look at that? Even with Tatum limited, I'm still not really loving that, right? Like, if Tatum's playing 23, 24 minutes, like, it's still time when he's on the floor and taking away usage from Tatum so I'm probably not going there unless Jalen Brown uh, is ruled out 
Oh, man, I, I guess, again, we, we kind of take a look at, do we trust Bridges here? He, he went for 40 fantasy points against Orlando, a spot we kind of figured that he would have success in after the, the bad game against Washington. $7,800, it's, it's a spot that, you know, this is an interesting one. Who has the better dunk in this game, Miles Bridges or Anthony Edwards? I mean, happy Thanksgiving to every person on the planet except the ref that called that an offensive foul, right, on Anthony Edwards in the Heat game. I mean— like, that's a great question. Maybe we just settle it in a dunk contest, right? Halftime? Oh, we have it. Oh, Gordon Hayward. I just saw it, too. Yep. We have the infamous Gordon Hayward versus Minnesota matchup. I, I bet Damn. you nobody else in the world knows this, but us and those that have been listening to us for, like, the last three years, because there is something about Gordon Hayward versus the, the Timberwolves that is magical. He, he just... He, he despises the organization, I think. I don't know what it is that's going on there. But yes, for for years, Gordon Hayward against Minnesota, he just lights them up. Yeah, I, I just clicked on splits here before his career and, and the numbers against Minnesota over the last few seasons have been, like you said, like magical, right? That's a good way uh, <laughs> to describe it. Like in 2019, 2020, when he was at Boston, he, he went ahead and faced them. And put up 29, 5, and 6. Uh, last year, he basically averaged 28 and 7 against them. Like, he he just loves going up against Minnesota. And these have been spots that we just started noticing, right? Like, we don't really know why, but it's something that happens. 2018, 2019, I think, is when we first noticed mm-hmm. the trend in two games against Minnesota. He averaged 32 points, 5 uh, assists, and 6.5 rebounds. So that was also when he was with Boston. So there's just something about this organization that Hayward <laughs> ends up getting up for. I know things change, and now there's like a high usage player on a LaMelo ball, and Bridges is starting to look good. But in a GBP, I don't think I can help myself but play some Gordon Hayward. Yeah, and you'll get him at 1% because he's coming off 0 for 6 from the floor with one actual point. So right. me and you and whoever is listening to this will quite literally be the only person's book. Only people uh, yeah, playing. Now, now remember, heed the advice. We're not saying he is the core play for your lineups. No, no. But, you know, playing along with this narrative that we've created ourselves here, cultivated at Fantasy Line, that Gordon Hayward hates the Minnesota <laughs> Timberwolves, uh, much like Jimmy Butler doesn't like the Minnesota Timberwolves, this is a spot to kind of throw him in your lineup at a mid-price point there for sure. Um Going down the list, anybody else jumping out to you here? Anybody that you, you guess you played Dylan Brooks against Atlanta? Yep. Right. Yep. Dylan Brooks, Josh Hart, who continues to start. And I think the move for New Orleans to move NAW to the bench helps him because they put Herbert Jones on the floor. And Herbert Jones isn't exactly offensive, offensive minded, nor is he someone that like Hart has to battle with really right. on the glass. So I like Josh Hart, 55 or 5,600. Bojan is interesting for me in tournaments. The price continues to decrease. He's been pretty good. Almost 29 fantasy points per game over his last five. Um, probably not going to play Norm. I know he finally had like a really good back-to-back 30 fantasy point games, but the Warriors defense is really good. Yeah. It's just official now. Like they're just they're just good instead of like the competition playing uh, them kind of playing to the competition level. They're just a very good team. But then old, I mean, Franz Wagner is still. $4,300, so... Yeah, it's sad a- that Franz never did anything after I sent you that screenshot the other day. He he basically finished with the same, like, 14, yep. 7, and 4. But at the um, same point, like, he was already at, like, you know, what, 7x at that point, yeah. so he was 50% owned in, in every winning lineup. 4,300, though, like, go ahead and do the same thing. 
yeah. go ahead and put up 31 fantasy points again, and it's another win. I think he's we saw him 50% owned on a 13-game slate. He's going to be similarly rostered in on this 11-game slate. That I like, and this could pl- actually play out in two different ways, but I like, I've been talking about Nasir Little a little bit each mm-hmm. podcast here because he's a guy that has a role off the bench just regardless. But you know the way Golden State's been playing right now, if this game ends up you know being a blowout, I know it's Portland, so I mean they're a better team than some of the teams Golden State has faced. But I mean we just saw Golden State blow out the Nets, so right. I mean if this is a game that gets out of hand, then Little probably plays more minutes than usual. So at thirty six hundred dollars on on a big slate, I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued here. Back to back games at twenty uh, plus fantasy points for him, and again he's already playing. 25 26 minutes generally in that range so and he's a guy that kind of looks for his shot as well so dart throwing nasir little out there yeah sure Uh, no problem and you have been talking him up and he continues to produce so yeah i'm with you anybody else any any other value maybe we're missing here no i was looking and there's i mean i could see Devontae green playing 27 minutes yeah um like vucevic is was like is ramping back up to a full workload and the bulls were going small. I think we're going to see it, which extended a little more and greens minutes kind of take a step back. So a terrible idea, but also he's just, I don't know, not a high, not a very high usage player. So you're very reliant upon the other stats. Power forward. Then Giannis is at the top against Denver. This is a spot where I would be comfortable playing Giannis. Again, we talked about against Detroit. He was like, sort of play at your own risk. We don't know if he's going to play all the minutes. Well, he ends up playing 31. Detroit hung around for a little bit here, and he went for 57 fantasy points, which at 12-2 wasn't really wasn't, enough. It wasn't nope. 5X, but 60 fantasy points in that is always in that range for him. So, again, I'll never tell you not to play Giannis. Play as you wish. Andy Davis is, gonna, is expected to play here against Sacramento. I think if LeBron sits, I have interest here. As bad as Sacramento's been, again, the Lakers haven't been that good either. Right. So this could be a game where they kind of play back and forth with one another, and AD will certainly have a good advantage in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I'll leave it like this. Like you said, it's contingent upon LeBron. If LeBron sits, which I don't expect him to, but if he does, then we play Davis. And if LeBron plays 10 it's too expensive. Yep. So Sabonis is still under 9K, but he did get a little bit of a price bump. He's up to 88 from 85. Uh, his shots, his, the amount of shots he's taking is weird. He's not shooting as much as we have come to expect from him, but you know the rebounds have still been there. Some assists have been there. He's giving you 40 plus in three straight. Any interest here against a Toronto team that's going to play small? Uh, maybe. Yeah, no Kem Birch either, so they can't really rely on. They're going to play Precious, but Precious is a smaller big. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I don't, I like the thought, but like, okay. I like Horford 76 with no Rob Will. Yeah, um, against San Antonio. That's a good one. Collins against Memphis, I think, is a good spot. On the flip side of that game, we have Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> I cannot mean, wait to put him in my lineup. And he's support. already in there. Like you yeah. already know he's in there. Um, we didn't mention Will Barton. He's in play, but if no, and I know like he, everyone burned us the other night. I get it. But if there's no Jokic, like I'm willing to go back to Aaron Gordon foul trouble early in that Portland game. And then they just got blown out. Like he just never got in a rhythm. So I'd be willing to go back to the well there. Do you buy the Wendell Carter revenge game? Yeah, we could. I mean, like, this is when I think revenge 
makes sense. Like, he was traded from the franchise that drafted him in the lottery and, like, just didn't give him a chance. That's, like, when I feel like revenge can really be warranted and, like, you can really use that narrative. Because, like, we'll just, like, oh, Rudy Gay's on his 13th team, but (laughs) team number two, he played in Memphis. Like, that's... Yeah, I know. So... Yeah, I think Wendell Carter little revenge narrative is in play. And plus, he's playing pretty good basketball right now. Coming off a double, two straight games of 10-plus rebounds. So, yeah, I'm willing to go to Wendell Carter at 56 here. What do you make of what's going on with uh, Vanderbilt here? <laughs> I mean, three straight games now, 30 over 30 fantasy points, four straight over 28, 15, 11, 10, 12 rebounds the last four Four, two, three steals in the last three games. If he can, if he was even in a little foul trouble the other day, but still gave us the minutes. It's Charlotte. Uh, I know this is a Towns game. Like I under, I'm psyching myself yeah. up to know we have to play Towns here. But Vanderbilt's been very good. I mean, you could, you could probably play them both because Towns has. I mean, Towns was bad the other night, but like Towns has been good, and Vanderbilt has been good during that same stretch. So. Right. Um, you could probably play them both. And you sent me this, the screenshot you were alluding to a little earlier about Franz. All You sent me a screenshot with like all of the Magic bigs that were having good games. So yes. it's Cape. Like this is not like, I agree, Towns is probably one of the best spends ups on the slate. He's under 10K again. And like, that's just a, a misprice given the, like when you consider upside, it's fair considering what he's been doing, but it's a misprice if he goes for his ceiling game. Yeah. Um, but Vanderbilt's, you can just play them both because Charlotte's front court is just so bad defensively. Yeah, they're not, they're, they're not good. And Plumlee is questionable, which means an undersized PJ Washington is center tomorrow, maybe something in that range as well. Who else? Robinson Earl. <laughs> back-to-back big games out of him. I know it's Washington, but the minutes have been there. The scoring has been there. Do we have to start paying attention to him more now? I mean, I think we've been doing a pretty good job of covering him, like giving him his flowers because he has been. And I don't feel a, there's a reason to avoid him. Listen, he has gone in these games. He has faced Giannis. He has faced Gobert. He has faced a combination of Collins and Capella. He's faced Rob Williams playing that game. Because no. even if he didn't, he played against Al Horford. Like, like any, there hasn't been foul trouble. He's had two straight double-doubles, three straight in double figures in scoring. I mean, why not? 4300 it's a pretty good price. It is a very good price. I agree with you uh, 100% there. Any other value plays for you there i don't think so i mean obi toppin what's the Knicks situation taj is questionable mitch rob questionable and noel in maybe need those guys out yeah if those guys are out obi toppin what if i'm trying to see actually if he is a center or a power forward here he's both i already know who you're, if you're looking at my boy zeke i am looking at your boy zeke yeah <laughs> he's both the most um, the most effective 15 minutes of the basketball I've ever seen. 3,300, though. Zeke Najee. Najee. They took him out. Of, I mean, he didn't get the... The problem is he didn't get the block. They, like, took him off the floor. He also was coming back from an ankle injury. So it, it makes you want... It makes you think, like, did he, they take him off the floor because they didn't want him to potentially re-aggravate that ankle? And that's why he didn't get garbage run? Because the game before, he plays 18 minutes, and he was getting garbage run. Yeah, sure. I think there 
And you mentioned the most of that last game. I mean, look at the last three games, right? Right. 20 minutes, 28 fantasy points. 18 minutes, 21 fantasy points. 15 minutes, 20 fantasy points. Like, if there's no Jokic, he is going to play somewhere between 15 to 20 minutes and probably get you 20 to 30 fantasy points. And that is serious value. So, you again, there, it will be a... The, here it is, John. You have to do it in mul- if you're playing multiple lineups because yep. he will be 1% owned, me, you, and the three other fantasy alarm subs that use him. And if he <laughs> doesn't get us 5X or if he doesn't get us 6 to 7X, we're probably not going to win any money because we're playing a guy at 1%. And right. he, yeah, yep. so. All right, so let's go to center. We talked about Towns, right? 9,500 against Charlotte. Yep. Look, he's, you can't not play him. Jokic comes back and you play Jokic. Maybe. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I agree. I mean, it's a $2,000 difference. Yeah. Again, we've seen 50-plus out of towns this season. We got it a couple games ago against San Antonio. We got it against Phoenix. Got it against Memphis. It's in his bag. And this matchup against Charlotte, if I remember correctly, didn't, like, was it last year or the year before that, he had, like, a 30-20 game against Charlotte to, like, open the year? Or something like that. Like it just is what it is. I, I think you have to play 9,500 towns here. Two point spread, 222 and a half game total. It just it, it, this one feels a little bit unavoidable putting them in your lineup. So obviously we're gonna talk about other options. If you don't want to spend up there, that's fine. DraftKings obviously and Yahoo. There's the utility spot available to you also on FanDuel. Towns is priced at 8,800 dollars. Holy cow! I mean, holy cow! You have to. Yeah, you have no, to. you yeah, no, you, you have, have to. to. I agree. You I agree. I fully agree. You have to. Unless you play eight and at seventy seven against the Knicks. Right? Like it just I don't know, man. Uh, like if I think if there was a bigger discrepancy, maybe, but like eighty eight hundred for towns against yeah. the Hornets, that's sick. That's we're not gonna get that price. We're not gonna get that price again. No, I agree. Back to DraftKings, eight and seventy four hundred against the Knicks. Again, the Knicks yeah. are a good matchup for centers. Aiton's been playing really well. It's a twenty one hundred dollar price difference between the two. I think he's probably my number. He's probably my number two center. I can't. I think maybe we're a little bit about. Do you worry about a blowout here? Do you worry about competitiveness between the Knicks and the, and the Suns? I mean, thirteen in a row, right, for Phoenix, but it's in New York. What is Vegas? Two, it's only two and a half, John. Okay. So, Surprising. The, are, or the Suns are getting two and a half. So, I mean, giving two and a half. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, that one feel. I guess I, 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 because of their run, I figured they would have been more. I think they're just giving the Knicks a little more credit. Uh, let's. I just. Let's see. I just want to look up what the Knicks have been against the spread at home. Okay. And uh, the other uh, side of that, a little bit further down, sixty-three hundred. Uh, I know Montrezl comes off the bench, but the Thunder's a good matchup for him. If you want to go there for GPPs. John, you know who I think we skipped over, who we shouldn't? Bobby Poe. Yeah, I mean, if Jokic sits, right? If there's no Jokic, this guy has been incredible. Yeah. Like, he's look, he's hit six of seven from three in two of his last three games. Not sustainable? No. But four straight double-doubles. There's no Brooke Lopez for the four seat. We don't know when Brooke Lopez is coming back. And 
he's just kind of been better than like Middleton and, and Holiday offensively. So they keep turning. The, he's not shying away from shots. Like he's taking double figure shots in every single game over his last 10. So averaging 40 fantasy points over his last five. He's given us 46 in two of his last three. Like I just, it's he's just balling right now. Yeah. Just balling. No, Bobby Portis is, is definitely, would you probably play him or Aiden? Aiden, but it's Aiden, but like, I think it's pretty close. Closer than I think people probably make it out to be. I think Aiton garners more ownership, but it's really close. Any other centers? I mean, Pirtle for value, Pirtle. maybe? Yep, Pirtle. Yep, Pirtle. And... Did you play Precious? He played 28 minutes in back-to-back games now, 27, 28 fantasy points. Now, aside from that that game against Sacramento, he's actually been pretty solid, 27, 26, 27, 14, 27, 28. Sure, yeah. Yeah, Precious is, Precious is the punt here boucher back out of the rotation nick nurse hates him probably hates thanksgiving too that's it i don't know like who else there's literally nobody else yeah I mean, there's nobody else. a lot of these guys also have uh dual position eligibility yeah that's probably it for me here as well so that wraps up here our our preview on the 11 game friday slate again we'll have the playbook out we'll have all the content ready for you to take you into the weekend for james and john we will catch you guys later